Allen starts it out, maybe a three-on-one. Right side, Allen comes in with Colasar, got to do it, he scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Harvinson looking for more, shooting, kick save! Grossois flexes out with the right pass. Now it's behind the goal, another try, another save, Grossois! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at lvsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Blaming that uh, Staples logo for making us late for hour number two, I apologize. But I just, I couldn't get my head around the logo. And then I was just looking during the commercial break at the new logo, not for the Staples Center, just for the company, and I see a hockey net there. It's not a hockey net. It's apparently it's a staple. And so I'm completely uh, mm. off my game right now as we bring you to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Uh, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. In a couple of minutes, we're going to catch up with the head coach of the Vegas Nighthawks. Mike Davis, Coach Mike, is a rock star, one of the coolest guys uh, in and around the office. He just breezes in. He's always got a smile on his face. And I like if I was going to pick somebody to be my coach of a football team, I would want Coach Mike because he's big, he's he's intimidating, he's got a presence around him, but he's also a, an awesome guy. So we'll chat with uh, Coach Mike in just a little bit because they got a couple of things going on launching their season and their franchise on Friday night, but there's uh, some other stuff uh, happening with Coach Mike. But let's get into our game rating. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Chapman coming off a 7-3 loss against the Winnipeg Jets. Where are you? Bell pepper. Listen, last game of a five-game road trip, you give up seven goals. Goalie gets pulled. You give up a power play goal. Give up a shorthanded goal. There, There's nothing positive out of that for me. Logan Stanley had a Gordie Howe hat trick. Well, if I was if I was the, the guy who does the show in Winnipeg, <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be a positive. Yeah, yeah, but you but pointed that out. But yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm the guy who does the show in Vegas, so mm-hmm. yeah, there it's bell pepper for me. We're putting you in a lot of places, aren't we? Dallas, yeah, Winnipeg. I've been and I've, Vegas. I've never been to Dallas actually. Have you never been to? Dallas? I've been to the airport. Like you've worked everywhere around I know, the world. I know. I've I've only been to the airport. I've been to Winnipeg, now, but I've does, never been to Dallas. Does being at the airport no. count? No, I don't think I've so. I've had people that that count that. You know, you put your pin in the uh, in the mat, yeah, because you've all the places you've been around the world. I know people who count changing planes as being to that city. By that logic, I've been to Iceland. I have two Iceland passport stamps in my mm-hmm. in my passport, but I've never left the airport. I've never stepped out of the airport. So you got a passport? You got stamped there? Yeah, because when I flew to Sweden, I changed planes in Iceland. Then because it's you part to clear? of clear. Yeah, I, but the That's nice weird. thing is when I went when I landed in Stockholm, I just got off the plane and got right on the train and took it into the city. Away you go. Uh, what do you got there, Ryan? Yeah, it's a bell pepper for me. Um, again, we we kind of hashed it out. I think in the first uh, the first hour of the of the show, the first segment, uh, I didn't think that they defended particularly well. I do give them high marks for trying to make it a game in the third period. I thought that uh, there were moments that I, I really liked from the third period, but the frustration boiled over. It kind of took the, the momentum right out of the sails, and that was kind of uh, it's kind of been an issue for the Golden Knights throughout the year where you know they get themselves into a game or they start to feel good, and then momentum shifts. You get a couple of quick goals against, and then all of a sudden you're chasing the game again. Um, you know, To me, no, nothing really seemed to click last night for the Golden Knights. I, I know we can kind of talk about goaltending. We can try to... To, to parse it down to one thing, but 
on the whole, I just I don't think that that the Golden Knights were good enough last night, so I'm going Bell Pepper. I'm going to ask you both this question, and I want you to answer at the same time. That way, mm-hmm. nobody's because Chapman likes to ride our coattails on stuff. So I need him to answer right away at the same time as Wallace. Did the Golden Knights play better against Columbus, or did they play better against Winnipeg? Three, two, one. Columbus. Same. That's just cheating. Same? <laughs> yeah. So you think they played? I don't, I don't played... think they were all that better. I don't think they were better last night. Oh, the night. same. Okay. I thought you were meaning same as in you were agreeing with Chapman. No, 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 no. Same as in, I, I think they played about the same game against Columbus as they did against Florida. Or, no, I'm sorry, against uh, Winnipeg. The Columbus game, I felt, was the score was closer than the game. Even though they had it to one goal in the third period and had a timeout late to to tie it up. It just felt different. Last night, I didn't think that the score justified how they played outside of not getting a couple of stops. And it's it's weird that way, but it's the eye test that I walked away from that was they played a better game last night than they did against Columbus. And you would say there's no they didn't have a shot last night. And they were right in the game against Columbus. So I'm going to give it a two out of five just to try and justify uh, my mind and my eyes uh, in, in, in how I watched it. it. It doesn't make any sense, but in, in just digesting that game last night, I think it, it, every time they, they got some momentum, something went wrong, went wonky, and it was um, they, they, the effort was there, and there was uh, some execution. I loved Jack Eichel's game last night. I'll go back to that. And, and Marcia saw some, some uh, I know he got the misconduct late, but there's, and I don't think that's a bad thing either because uh, it, it's almost like he, he, he almost tried to get the misconduct earlier in the road trip and didn't get it. And now it's like <laughs> once, you, once you blow your stack, then you can just calm down again. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I, I'd, I'd rather him available, uh, but uh, just to, just to get that off your chest, I, I don't think it's a bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go uh, two. You guys go both uh, uh, ones, uh, and now we reset for a game against the uh, the Florida Panthers. Uh, and tomorrow night, and the Florida Panthers are heavy in the news. Uh, they have made a deal. We'll tell you all about that in one-timers coming up at the uh, the bottom of the clock. Uh, some significant trades uh, that are going down today, right now, in the National Hockey League, uh, pending a couple of trade calls. And uh, that follows uh, what uh, the Calgary Flames have done and what the uh, – Colorado Avalanche have done, and the Anaheim Ducks have accomplished on the trade market. So uh, things are starting to really heat up inside of a week to go to Monday's trade deadline, and the uh, the Golden Knights uh, will uh, work their way up to that trade deadline at noon Pacific time, and we will, the Vegas Golden Knight broadcasters, be offering a uh, live stream at noon Pacific time uh, on Monday and take you through uh, all the trades of the day and then reaction from Kelly McCrimmon and uh, and insider news and notes uh, from from the likes of uh, Gary Lawless and Dave Gosher and Ashley Weiss, uh, Shane Knighty and Dan Duva. Uh, Darren Elliott will also be a part of that. So a uh, comprehensive uh, team 
show uh, coming up on Monday at the National Hockey League trade deadline. Before that, the Vegas Nighthawks are going to launch their franchise, and the head coach, Mike Davis, is with us now. He's a, he's a sort of Canadian. You, you, you spent some time in Canada, Mike, so I call you like, like half Canadian, uh, coaching the Canadian Football League. So you're familiar with hockey. Uh, you've, you've got that uh, in your back pocket. But how, how excited are you about Friday night uh, with, the, with the franchise opener? I mean, extremely excited, you know. I mean, just to have all these, all the build-up and these guys been working hard just to get everything done, it's, uh, it's exciting. Are you nervous? You've done this before, but uh, are, are you nervous uh, still? I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm ready to get, things, get the show on the road. Like, you know, it just, you, there's so much work that's been going in to, to put this together and, and in a short amount of time just to, to see how it transpires and, and watch these guys actually cut loose on somebody besides ourselves. What uh, what's the the sort of getting over the hump? Uh, when was when was that? Uh, was it the 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 jerseys? Uh, was it the, the 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 final cut? So when did you feel like okay, we're ready to go here? You know, I think it, after like the final cuts were were tough, and then you know turn around and and everybody kind of see all right who made it, who didn't. This is our group, and at that point it was uh, it was just. They, we just kind of knew it was us. Like, hey, not we don't need to take the underdog mentality or us against the world because that's not that's not who we are. But for us, it was just okay. I know I'm going to, going to battle with this guy, and he's got my back, and, and so forth. Mike Davis with us, uh, the head coach of the Vegas Nighthawks on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We combine a little hockey with football, and uh, and really celebrating uh, the franchise opener on Friday night. Yeah, Mike, like, what can you tell us about the team and, and kind of the style of play that you're hoping to see from your club this year? You know, I, 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 somebody asked me that earlier and I told them that, you know, we I want the, the blue-collar like mentality. You know, we're going to be tough. We're going to be gritty. We have a ton of electric athletes. Um, we got to get them the ball and and let them do what they're supposed to be do, what they're supposed to do, and that, and that score point. Uh, is, is it true that you told the scoreboard operators that when they were testing it out, when they only had ninety nine ninety nine up on the scoreboard at the Dollar Loan Center, that they had to make sure that they could put uh, three digits up there? That was kind of the running joke that, we, that I was like, hey, does it go to triple digits? And because and, there has been a 100 points scored a couple of times before, and um, they assured me it did. Doesn't mean we'll ever get there, but uh, it's nice to know if we do, if we have a chance, it will be. It, we won't have to worry about it not working. <laughs> uh, Mike Davis with us, the head coach of the Vegas Nighthawks. They launched the franchise on Friday night at the Dollar Loan Center. Uh, give me uh, give me a couple of players who I should look for on Friday night, uh, whether I'm uh, there, still hoping to go. Uh, it's on TV as well. So uh, all our bases are covered. Everybody's going to be able to take in the uh, the franchise opener. You know, I think offensively, you know, we have a good running back, a lot of value, and he's really talented. And then... Um, you know, and then uh, Casey Allison, the local hometown Vegas guy, is, is, has has a lot of potential. And then defensively, you know, both linebackers, Javon Ferguson, Gabe McCoy, and, and probably Kyrie McClain. Uh, what's uh, what... he's a DB? Okay, uh, because it's fast, eh? Like it's it just flies. I don't I don't know how you keep your wits about you uh, when 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 you're calling the plays and and you're sending stuff in. 
don't know whether you're still there, Mike, but uh, but it like it's a it's a much faster game than than we're used to watching in in the National League. Yeah, you know it, it, what it does is just I tell everybody it's, it's like ass break basketball, but you're playing football. You know, you're getting up and down the floor and up and down the court, the field, and um, you know it's fun to watch. So you don't have you or let me phrase that you shouldn't have the lull that sometimes you have on the long drives because we shouldn't have long drives. I mean, the field's only 50 yards long. Ryan? Yeah, what about uh, just kind of getting getting a sense of, of the new arena, the Dollar Loan Center, seeing the turf for the first time? Like, how how excited are you just kind of for the newness of of what's going to come with this new franchise? You know, it's super exciting. You know, I saw them today. They were testing out everything. And um, first time I really got to see, like, all the lights and the effects and the sound systems and the video boards, everything running. So, um, you know, as excited as I am, you know, the, the players and the fans will be just as excited. Uh, Mike Davis with us. Uh, one more for you. Uh, you got a documentary that's coming out, uh, debuting tonight, uh, the first of uh, six episodes on my LV TV. It's uh, 30 minutes long, and it's all access. Uh, uh, have, have you have you been uh, granted a screening, or is it one of those things where, I don't want to see it, I don't want to see what I said? No, I, I have seen the first episode just because they, they wanted to make sure that all the content was approved um you know that we didn't have anything that that we didn't want on there like for my biggest thing is i didn't want to disrespect any of the guys that don't want to disrespect the game that we play and we love and um it's i mean when you have all access you have all access uh you're the best uh love hanging out with you in and around the office we have a lot of fun and i can't wait to uh watch you embark on this journey uh good luck on friday night uh we will be taking it in and we uh will be right along there uh, cheering you on thanks buddy i appreciate it thanks for having me be good there's mike davis uh head coach of the vegas nighthawks have you seen those uh those jerseys they rock mm-hmm. yeah i saw them i think it was yeah. you and uh who was it to put it on oh with darren you? elliott yeah they looked good elliott put on the helmet yeah well He's a goalie. You want? Well, you, you're a goalie too. But he was. He was a better goalie. I, yeah, I made him put on the helmet. Yeah, he's not really that guy, but an awesome team guy because he did it. And, and <laughs> but he he wasn't crazy about doing it. And Ellie's probably listening right now because he he listens every day uh, for the two hours uh, on, on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had the, the sweaters and and then he put on the the bucket. You look good. You know what? Speaking of, speaking of him, I got to listen to some of the games with with him yeah. with Dan. He sounds really good. He's a national broadcaster. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. <laughs> like he he's a national broadcaster at uh, at Versus and um, uh, Turner. Like it, he did all of that. I didn't know the backstory, but yeah, I mean, I was I was listening. I'm like, man, he's really really good. There's some people that think he's a rink guy, like because he runs the lifeguard and, and city national arena. He's in, yeah. in charge of the youth program. But when you hear him uh, do the game and, and call games, boy, you realize uh, he's he's a. We are so lucky with with Dan and Gary and Shane and Dave, uh, Ashley. Like we we have world class broadcasters uh, that that work with this team. I and I know you're sniffling there, but uh, but like Shane and and uh, as on the TV side, Shane and Darren Elliott, two of the best in the business when it comes to game analysts. Yeah, I, listen, I. I... 
I'm going to say it right now. Like the 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 insights that you hear, I think from from Darren Elliott are are just top notch, and in, in some of the ways that he's able to break plays down as they're developing. Um, I, getting to to share kind of the the radio with Darren Elliott over the last five games has been fantastic. I think it was a great observation there from Chapman, and I think you're right. You're spot on there, Darren. From a from an analyst standpoint, I, I don't think there's many better than than what we have here with the Vegas Golden Knights because you're breaking down plays. You're looking at things in, with a, a critical eye for sure. And, um, you know, I think that that's important to, especially when you're kind of going through a, a stretch like this, where um, the Golden Knights are, are right there, but not finding ways to win. And, you know, one of the things that, that Darren said over the course of the last couple of games is, you know, for the Golden Knights right now, it was a team earlier on that was finding ways to win, but right now they're playing well enough to lose. Mm-hmm. And and you're just you're not able to get that next play, that next goal, that next moment that kind of shifts momentum. And, you know, I thought that was a great way to put it. I've got to have a nugget. Got to find a way to uh, to put it all together uh, just to match that particular night. May not be your best night, but if you have an nugget the right way, you can come out on top. And the Florida Panthers... They just got a little bit better <laughs> in the last couple of minutes. Uh, we will tell you about mm-hmm. the trade that just came down. As we uh, go to break, I want to tell you that we've got some tickets for you. Two tickets to see the Golden Knights against the Los Angeles Kings on Saturday afternoon. It's a 1 o'clock face-off. If you call right now, 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340. Ryan, which lucky caller will win these tickets? Let's go caller number 11. Hmm. You haven't really punished uh, Chapman for a long time with a big number. Is Did that you think because, I do it today? Yeah, I thought, I thought there was going to be something coming today. I thought we were going. Mm, well, I'm getting. I'm getting soft, Darren. I'm yeah, too tired you are. To, to, to you uh, punish you, Chapman. You've really come around to uh, to being a lot more uh, respectful of Chapman's time as he works his way through the phone. So, caller number eleven to seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. You'll win two tickets to see the Golden Knights and the Los Angeles Kings. Crucial game on Saturday afternoon. One timers, big trades, and the harsh reality of professional sports. You're not going to believe this. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. We've got some trade action to talk about in the National Hockey League. The NHL trade deadline coming up on Monday. Noon Pacific time is the National Hockey League trade deadline. There might be some few trades that come in and filter in after as trade calls are made. But uh, we really got things going earlier this week. Josh Manson was dealt by the Anaheim Ducks over the Colorado Avalanche. And then you had Tyson Jost uh, traded uh, from Colorado to Minnesota. Uh, they, that was an exchange of fourth liners. Today... Oh, all things happening in and around the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers. Uh, let's start with the, the Calgary Flames deal. You've got your uh, finger on the pulse of Twitter. Tell us what went down between Brad Treleving and the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, so um, the the Calgary Flames are going to get Callie Yarncroke from the Seattle Kraken with 50% of his salary retained for a 2022 second round pick a 2023 
third round pick and a 2024 seventh round pick that second round pick originally belonging to the florida panthers so there's a big deal as the Seattle Kraken start to uh, move some assets. So they're very different than the Vegas Golden Knights in year number one. Added, went to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Kraken season mm-hmm. hasn't gone as expected or what they wanted. And now they're starting to sell off a few players. In addition to Jan Krok, we've got Mark Giordano, defenseman, the captain. Mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. Seattle Kraken. Uh, he will not play. Uh, he's being kept out of the lineup, protect the asset. Uh, so it looks like, and he's been open and upfront with uh, general manager Ron Francis. They've had some great conversations. And Ron Francis says, Giordano wants to try and win this thing. And I, I love that idea. Uh, he's only been there for a year. Uh, first captain of franchise history. There's a lot going on there, but uh, they're, they're, they're building. And they're not going to be able to do it in the next couple of years. So an expiring contract, Mark Giordano is expected to be in play uh, before Monday's deadline at noon Pacific time. Now, the uh, there's Giordano, and then there's a couple of other defensemen that, uh, that are also highly coveted. One of them was kept out uh, by the Montreal Canadiens uh, last night. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens protecting their asset in Ben Sherratt, and that, uh, that deal was thought to be imminent, and it has occurred, Ryan. Yeah, so Ben Sherratt to the Florida Panthers, 50% salary retained, so at a, a cap hit of $1.75 million for Ben Sherratt. Uh, to the Montreal Canadiens, the rights to Ty Smilanek, uh signing rights there for that prospect, a 2022 fourth-round pick that originally belonged to the New York Rangers, and a 2023 first-round pick belonging to Florida. So there it is. Um, it is... Ben Sherratt for a first, a fourth, and a prospect. There's a lot of managers in and around the National Hockey League who are trying to acquire players mm-hmm. who are very upset with that trade. <laughs> yeah. Because of the uh, the first, fourth, and a prospect. That's, That's a big price massive. Tag. Big price tag. That, uh, that, it's, a lot of mo- it's, it's a lot of assets for Ben Sherratt. Mm-hmm. Like, just flat out on the table like and listen i get why the florida panthers did it from from the aspect of they assigned a need that they had they're going all in i'm going to commend you for going all in especially when you you just never know how big a window is ever going to be uh, but that is a lot to give up for ben Chirot. that trade comes on the heels of the florida panthers trading Frankie Vetrano to the New York Rangers for a mid-round pick. I've been talking for two hours about the harsh reality of professional Mm -hmm. sports. So here it is. And then I'm going to tag it with something that was really interesting last night in the broadcast. The Florida Panthers went into San Jose last night and were dominated by the Sharks for two periods, but stayed in it and found a way by just flipping a switch in the third and took over the game and won it in overtime. Frankie Vetrano scored two goals for the Florida Panthers last night. He did the (laughs) post-game interview with Steve Levy and Brian Boucher. It was awesome conversation. And talking about uh, Joe Thornton and this team having a great chance and being uh, on uh, on top of their game right now. Frankie Vetrano was living it 
last night. Yeah. Couple of goals, and they beautiful clappers. Mm-hmm. The yeah. hero for the Florida Panthers wakes up mm-hmm. today, gets the call, boom, gone. Traded to the New York, New York Rangers. <laughs> now, now the, he still has an opportunity here because the New York Rangers is going to make the playoffs. So here's the, mm-hmm. the yeah. this this could have been worse. And I don't know, like Mike Gartner was traded from the New York Rangers at the deadline the year they won the cup, and he never won a cup. And I, like that's one of those things that always stuck with me. Like, oh my! And there's there's been others like that. I don't. And the, the Florida Panthers still have to write their script. But Frank Vitrano goes from the the best team in the National Hockey. They're one of them, mm-hmm. and helps them win a game by scoring a pair, including the overtime winner, and then his trade of the next day. Professional sports can be very cruel sometimes. Listen, it, it, I, I hear you. Um, but I, I like chaos, and I like to live in a world where perhaps, I don't know, maybe down the road the Florida Panthers and the New York Rangers find themselves in, I don't know, say a playoff series that has major implications yeah. or I don't know who's going to go on to the next round. And maybe just maybe Frank Vetrano gets his revenge game and or his revenge series against the Florida Panthers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, throw that outside the realm of possibility because while I don't know that I buy the Rangers completely like as a top-to-bottom team, I buy their goaltending. I think Igor, Igor Shesterkin is, is playing out of his absolute mind right now. So um, in that sense, I'm never going to count the Rangers out of a series. I'm never going to count them as a team that can't do some damage in the playoffs once they get there. So maybe, just maybe, this is a trade that the Florida Panthers will live to regret at some point. You know what surprises me, though, is Vitrano. Mm-hmm. You, you could play him at some point. You got a mid-round pick for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Why, why even take that well, chance? Why tempt fate? Well, I, I think because you're, you're looking, you're looking to do more. Like, right, well, they had to, the they had to clear it out to get Sherrod. Yeah, it, so the, it had to well, happen. And maybe, 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 um, maybe there's no other takers right now, and you you couldn't because you wanted you had the Sherrod uh, mm-hmm. trade in the hopper. Yeah. So think about it. Think about it from this perspective, right? So. The Vetrano trade was Vetrano to the New York Rangers, uh, so all salary goes to the Rangers. So you get two and a half million dollars off the books if you're the Florida Panthers. In return, you get the 2022 fourth round pick uh, from the New York Rangers. It's conditional. It's it's either the, either the Rangers pick or the Winnipeg Jets fourth round pick, whichever one is uh, the lower of the two. But that is the pick you send over to the Montreal Canadiens to solidify the Ben Chirot deal. So Ben Chirot is actually Ben Sherratt for Tyus Milanic. A tw- uh, 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 you can view that 2022 fourth-round pick mm-hmm. as Frank Vetrano and a 2023rd first-round pick. The trade tree. That's what they call a trade tree right there. <laughs> San Jose Sharks lost last oh, night. So much for Ben Sherratt. Tomas Hurdle. He's been talked about since training camp. What were they going to do with Tomas Hurdle? He was mm-hmm. a guy that, that before the Jack Eichel acquisition, I was thinking, oh, would, would he would he look good in Vegas? I, I kind of like that. Just keep an mm-hmm. eye on that. Hurdle, in the end, doesn't go anywhere. Take him off your board. Eight-year contract with the San Jose Sharks. What is going on there? You'd think, you think this organization <laughs> that is so hamstrung by long-term deals, especially on, mm-hmm. the, on the blue mm-hmm. line side, yeah, and they just got out of the Evander Kane situation. Mm-hmm. 
And then they agree to another eight-year deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love, I started this by saying, I love Tomas Hurdle. Yeah. But the last thing that I expected San Jose to be doing is handing out another eight-year deal. I'm with you. Um, Hurdle's going to be 35 at the end of the deal. Um, that that assumes, right, that um, he he is productive to the end of the deal and, and isn't moved at some point in time. Um, I, I don't understand it because, I mean, like, I believe me, I get it from Tomas Hurdle's standpoint. That's a lot of money. Like, okay, let's go. I'm ready. Uh, that being said... He also strikes me as the type of player that isn't going to want to sit through a three- or four-year rebuild. So the Sharks had to have sold Hurdle on more than just the money in order to get this done. Now it's on San Jose to try to figure out how to put together a winning team on the ice. But the issue that I have with that is all of these long-term contracts for players that are not playing at the level that they are being paid to play at is going to hamstring their ability to put a competitive team on the ice so i don't know what the answer is going to be for san jose but the last thing in the world that i thought would happen with a team that has eric carlson at 11 and a half million for six more years brent burns at eight million for another four years this one's a a real interesting one mark edward vlasic for another five years at seven million dollars um, and then you've got Logan Couture, six more years at eight million dollars. Like I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. That ca- that entire core that I just that listed term, is yeah. above the age of thirty years old. Like it's it's not it's not a good situation. Sometimes players are too loyal. <laughs> this is a case of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrice Bergeron did not play for the Bruins against the Minnesota Wild tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's not around, uh, so. It's but Boston's a little banged up right now. Tomas Nosek, tell us where he's playing tonight. Yeah, top line center Tomas Nosek. Actually, the the first two the 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 first line center is Tomas Nosek. Second line center is Eric Halla. So that uh, that'll Ooh. probably explode the collective minds of uh, <laughs> yeah, Vegas exactly. Knights fans right now. Tyler Bozak, he's going to be out for at least four weeks for the St. Louis Blues. They could be doing something. That's my sleeper. What do you think? I think that they do something, and they could – hold on. They could come out of the Central. I know Colorado also plays in the Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Allen expected to return this week. He could be in play, one of those goaltenders, a uh, friend of the show, yeah. Jake Allen. Yeah. And have the Toronto Maple Leafs stolen a page from the Montreal Canadiens? <laughs> By starting a, a rookie late in the season <laughs> with their their team in a state of chaos with the yeah. uh, the goaltending position because they mm-hmm. started Eric Colgren last night just because they were fed up with everybody else. Jack Campbell's out with injury and Peter Mrazek was terrible in the outdoor game. So they call up this this 25-year-old and put him in his first game mm-hmm. for start. He, he mopped up in relief prior to that. He tosses a shutout last night. And after trying to hold off expectations last night following the game, Sheldon Keefe said, okay, let's just let us just let this settle in for a bit. Mm-hmm. Said, we're we're going to start him in the next game, too. Which you have no choice. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like, you know, 
Calgarin's came in like he's 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 gotten 45 46 shots of course you mentioned the shutout like that's totally fine uh like a 978 goalie right now and, and granted it's in a very small sample size but it is a sample size that got you a win when you desperately needed one and it got you saves when you desperately needed saves what are you going to do go back to peter Morazic and his 3.48 goals against average and 884 save percentage no you're not going to do that you're going to ride the hot hand for as long as you can until jack campbell is back and healthy and ready to go and even then if jack campbell's not at the level that you want him to be maybe you've found something maybe you see uh, something in this kid that can make you believe he can he can do some something for you at least make saves that he's supposed to make for you so how raw is he now, Toronto's minor league affiliate, the AHL team, also plays in Toronto, but at a different rank, like like Vegas, Dollar yeah. Loan Center, the Dollar Loan Center, and then you've got T-Mobile. Uh, so Calgren gets uh, called up. He texted uh, his Swedish buddy, Rasmus Sandin, and uh, said, can you give me the day's schedule? All right. So again, the day's schedule. And then uh, Calgren followed up with, how do I get to the rank? Because they play at Scotiabank <laughs> Arena. <laughs> that's uh, that's oh, pretty that's good. Oh, that's great. That's pretty good. The, that's great. Uh, so Yager scores 7-6-7. Seven, seven. Uh, got congratulations. Oh, sorry, Ovechkin scores 7-6-7. Seven, seven. Uh, Yager congratulates him. I thought that was, uh, that was a nice touch. I mentioned that because I wasn't sure with the geopolitics on right now and the invasion and that terrible situation in Ukraine, whether that would uh, happen uh, according to plan. But it, it is a hockey situation. Uh, and Yarmer Yager at 767 is, sorry, Alexander Ovechkin. Why do you keep saying Yarmer Yager? Alexander Ovechkin at 767 is now number three all time in goals scored. He's going to take a breath now because he's not going to get to 801 and Gordie Howe this year. No, probably not. Next year, though, I wonder. Here's here's. I wonder if he doesn't just go off on a hot streak now that he's that he scored the the seven six seven and he's moved mm -hmm. into number three all time. If all that the traveling circus because there was a, an entourage going around all over the place with him uh waiting for him to score that goal or whether he just goes on one of those heaters i think it's possible i mean you know it wouldn't surprise me if if alex ovechkin all of a sudden is able to score i don't know 15 goals over the final 20 games that he's got remaining this year like i wouldn't be shocked or surprised if if that happens, and I wouldn't be shocked or surprised if he goes, you know, puts up six goals in his, in his next five games. Like, that's something that Ovechkin's been doing his entire career, and, and maybe the, the pressure of getting 767 and passing Yager, Yager and being third all-time, maybe that's that's kind of off his shoulders a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Do you think he can catch Austin Matthews? He's Right now he's seven uh, back. <laughs> And with a quarter of the season to go. So, I mean, I, I, I feel like he could, but I think Austin Matthews is going to come back after this suspension just pissed off. Like, mm -hmm. like I think the run that we saw from Austin Matthews was at 38 goals in 39 games um, up until that point where he was suspended. 
I think that he's going to come back and make that look like child's play. I really do. I, I think that, that there's an element of frustration and anger to his game, and he, he doesn't show it on the ice outside of, you know, when he decides to cross-check somebody in the face. Um, I think he's going to come back, and I think he's going to light the lamp, and I think he's going to do it because he's angry and pissed off that he lost two games out of this season. So you think Austin Matthews wins the Rocket Richard? I don't think anyone's catching Austin Matthews. Like, I think Ovechkin could, but I, I don't think it's going to matter because I think Austin's going to take it. Hmm. What, are you, what are you sitting here saying that Ovechkin's going to win it? What would you rather see happen? Ovechkin rally to win the Rocket Richard or Austin Matthews score 60? Um, given the fact that Alexander Ovechkin only has one 60-goal season in his career. Mm-hmm. I want to see Austin Matthews score 60 because you never know when you're going to get there again. You never know if it's going to be something that that you get consistently or or something that, that is, is once-in-a-lifetime flash in a pan. So, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather see Austin Matthews score 60 goals than Alex Ovechkin win another rocket. What about you, Chapman? I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him... <laughs> Make a run at at Wayne. I think he's going to. I think he's going to pass him. And you, then I, you weren't listening. No, we're not talking about Wayne. <laughs> he, he, exactly. No, I, I, he wasn't listening. He wasn't, what? <laughs> I, what? I, I was. I was reading something. Oh and, and my goodness! You knew I was reading something too. I did not. I did not know you were reading something. No, I, I was reading something and and full honesty. Oh. I did not know you weren't paying attention. No, I I. I one of the few times I wasn't actually, yeah. <laughs> but but I realized once you turn on the mic, I'm like, boy, I'm, he wasn't. So I was paying attention to what you were saying, and I, about I, three words in, I I, he's, I, he's, I heard he's trying to bluff it. I heard Ovi passing uh, Yager. Oh my god! And then, and then I heard Austin Matthews coming back from from suspension, being very very angry. <laughs> so. And you, you thought you'd try and bluff your way through it. I, no, well, no. Derek, so that, was, Derek, that was unintentional. You, you totally hold on, unintentional. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. T- Chapman, Chapman, stop, because you don't, you don't get to right now. <laughs> you should have known, Darren, that he wasn't paying attention when you, when you asked him to open his mic, and he was hesitant to do so and then didn't have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. That is... Uh... That, that was just live radio. That's what that was. <laughs> He's shaking his head. But uh, you tried. Hey, uh, you, you I'm tried. I'm actually very embarrassed, yes. No, you, you tried, though, because <laughs> I, I would have just said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so what yeah, was I the question? I don't know. Would you rather see Austin Matthews <laughs> score 60 yeah. or Alexander Ovechkin rally to win the Rocket Richard? I'd rather see Ovechkin rally to win the Rocket Richard. And he might oh, take a run. A he take. might take a run Why? away. I, I, too. I, I like Ov. I want to. <laughs> he might. He might pass Wayne Gretzky. Wayne. Maybe that's a thing yeah. that happens. One timers no talked about yet. <laughs> one timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. We'll be back with catching up with Chapman right after this. <laughs> when the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. By the way, the game rating brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Chapman. All right, so I was going to talk about logos and how there's there's some hitting messages in, in a bunch of other logos that we see every day. But you mentioned Trade Tree 
in the last segment. Oh, and I, that's what got you all squirrely? Yeah, so believe it or not, there is a current member of the Golden Knights who is involved in arguably the most famous trade tree in all of hockey history, and that is the Wayne Gretzky trade tree. So you got to go back 30 years, and you got to go through all these different branches, but Braden McNabb mm-hmm. is actually part of the Wayne Gretzky trade tree. You're going to go into detail here? Well, there's a lot of guys I've never well, heard know, of and a I lot know, of names what, I can't where, mention. Oh, where does McNabb fit in? Oh, well, it branched out when the Kings, I guess, traded Marty McSorley. They traded him to the Rangers along with Yuri Curry and is it Shane Churla? And then you just go down from there about five rungs on, okay, the, on, so, on the tree. Okay, so what's, what's the McNabb? What's the connection? So it looks like there was a trade... I'm having a difficult time following it, but I think to the Kings with the Flames and the Kings drafted Nick Delorier uh-huh. and they also received Braden McNabb in that trade and they ended up, they got a bunch. They they drafted Eric Cernak and uh, I can't say this guy's name, Alex Lee Tumini. No, that was, you nailed it. Really? No. Oh, not I, close. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you made a one-syllable name, five syllables. No, no, no. It's it's it's. I, he's a Finnish guy. Say, I'm assuming. Say it again. Alex oh, Leatumini. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, on I know. I, like, I gotta like, be. Gotta you, be. Are you guys yeah. related? <laughs> no. Are you Finnish? I wish. Like you're 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 right on this. The the only Finnish player I I I would say that I I've known is Eric Collin. He would probably slap me for for saying that. Can butchering I, the name. Can I just say that that maybe we should take a break on keeping up with Chapman? Catching up for a couple of days, whatever doesn't matter. If, hey, if, if you if you throw that trade tree out, I'm allowed to mess up the name of your segment. Yeah, we're uh, yeah, good point. Uh, the Henderson Silver Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas tonight, at six thirty, San Diego. Brian McCormick with a call there, and then tomorrow night we're on the air five o'clock, one hour later. 5 o'clock, the face-off, 7.30, BGK against the Florida Panthers. Take us home, Finnish guy. Peace out. Rabbit. <laughs>